Welcome to the Cross Council Podcast, where we believe that negative emotions should not run your life. Join Mary Carlton and Steve Freitag as they share the keys they've learned from over 20 years of helping people find genuine freedom and live a more meaningful life through the truth, love, and healing of Jesus. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to the Cross Council Podcast. I, of course, am your host, John Crevillian, and I am joined by my lovely co-host, Steve Freitag. How are you, sir? Whenever you say lovely, I just assume that you're going right to Mary. So, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Got to keep them guessing. That's right. <laughs> Thanks a lot. Appreciate that. No well, problem. I'm doing great. <laughs> hey, great. Awesome, Mary. <laughs> That's good. That's good. That's good. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, a little, little trick of, of the industry is that Steve off base makes for the funniest content and like the most genuine <laughs> stuff. So. <laughs> I got to even it out before he just demolishes me with wisdom. So, you know, <laughs> but yeah, yeah. Um, good. Glad you guys are doing good. Glad you guys are doing good. We're recording this and this will be dropping a lot later in the future. So, um, you know, after the Packers for sure beat the 49ers, right? Like that's, that's definitely something that's happened by now. Right, guys? Um <laughs> It's kind of dangerous uh, saying that, don't you think, John? Look, I gave up on hope for my home team a long time ago. I'm just shocked we made it this far. <laughs> At the time of recording, we uh, we we have just beaten the Cowboys, and all of Green Bay collectively was like, "What? Oh, we're still here." <laughs> so. Yeah, yeah. So obviously we're going to beat the 49ers. But anyway, we we won't get too deep into the guessing about the future or where we are now. But um, yeah, I think we'll go ahead and not waste any time. We got people who have places to be today. So let's get started on today's topic. But first, we're going to get a quick word from Jenny. Paul prays in Ephesians 3 that we would be rooted and established in love. Love that surpasses knowledge so that we may be filled to the measure of all the fullness of God. At Cross Council, it's miraculous to watch people transform by the love and truth of Jesus. But some people need a little extra help. We never turn anyone away because of their inability to cover their session fees. Would you be willing to cover that cost for somebody? Somebody who is looking for freedom from something in their life? We are inviting you to be a part of what Cross Council is doing here. Would you be willing to donate to cover someone, bless them, though you've never met them? You can do that today at crosscouncil.com. All right, guys. Today we are talking about struggling with singleness. I don't know your guys' individual stories with that sort of thing, but, you know, as a, as a young dude who still has a lot of very single friends, you know, I can say I've definitely seen them struggle with it. Um, for a long time, I struggled with that. And uh, yeah, I guess I think we'll just start it off with, uh, have you guys dealt with that before as facilitators for Cross Council? For sure. Yeah, that's something that's on, on single people's heart quite often. And it's heartbreaking mm. because... Yeah, they they desire <laughs> a lot of the people that that come in. I'm like, hmm, you would make a great spouse for somebody. You would make a great parent. Okay, mm -hmm. but mm -hmm. we're not in the business of matchmaking. It's okay. Let's. This is where you're at. Let's see what's going on inside of your heart. 
so that this doesn't drive you mm-hmm. and, and make poor decisions as a result of a neediness trying to fill that void. Right. And that's such a, that can be such a cliche mm-hmm. thing. Like God's the only one who can fill that void for you. Ugh. Yeah. While it's true, yeah. it also makes me gag. So it's <laughs> yeah. because that's true for all of us. All of us have these, these voids in our heart that only Jesus can fill mm-hmm. in whatever mm-hmm. circumstance where none of us have made it all, all the way. So yeah, I, I try to be as yeah. caring and compassionate and tender as possible, but also try to be as effective as I can on my side of it as each person who comes needs to make the choices they need to make to confront what's going on inside of their heart. And I know that's just an overgeneralization, mm-hmm. but that's where maybe we start. No, and- I think that's true. You know, whether a person is called to singleness or whether they are just single and don't want to be or whatever state they find themselves, they're still going to have some longings right in their heart. And, and some of those longings I know personally were God longings. You know, I just knew that I needed a spouse. I knew that I would be, be better with a spouse. I knew that I needed a companion in my life and those are God given things. But then there's also, you know, the, what we would call lie based emotions that are there. The, the, um, feeling like I'm not enough or that I can't make it without somebody else or that there's something wrong with me that nobody wants me or whatever the list goes on, right? Of things a single person can feel. And, um, I think it's really important that people do look at those because those, those can drive us to make poor choices if we don't get free of those. Um, and you know, Steve, cause you helped me with some of those <laughs> during my, you know, I was married for 14 years. And then after my husband left, I was single for 10. And so I, I, um, I had a lot of opportunity for God to deal with a lot of heart issues that I still had, still do have. And um, Steve helped him with some of those. So he got to walk through the saga of me, you know, being in different relationships and how um, how unhealthy some of them were just because of the unresolved um, loneliness and lack that was in my heart that God wanted to fill. Mm-hmm. And so that's a very real thing that happens when you're single. And I think, honestly, just from my perspective, that's a God thing that during that time that um, as those feelings come up, that we go to God with those and find out what they're about. And that will make us a better person, as well as a better spouse and a better parent. It's just funny, Mary. Of course, I remember all, well, not all of that, but I remember that history. But (laughs) With all that said, yeah. like, I can't imagine you without Wes. It's like, it seems right. like you guys have been married for 20 yeah. years or yeah. whatever, you know? It does to us too. Yeah, it's just. Yeah. And honestly, you know, we have such a great story because um, it was very hard for me um, to raise my two girls by myself you know, I couldn't be the dad and their dad didn't live close by. And so that was hard financially. It was hard. 
but just all the feelings of, you know, maybe I failed, you know, maybe I wasn't a good enough Christian for him to come to know the Lord, you know, lots of stuff I dealt with during those years of being single. Um, but so, so during those 10 years, Wes was married. Okay. So God's ways are just so amazing to me that he used whatever relationships I had during that time to actually make me be the person or, or to strip away the stuff that was on me that wasn't supposed to be there so that I could be the person that would be ready for Wes when his wife passed away and he went through that grieving period and then he started dating again. We met and it was done, you know. It was just, we met, we knew we were right for each other. We were married shortly after. And so that process that I went through um, prepared me for having this one flesh relationship with Wes, where, yeah, it feels like we have known each other forever. We are best friends and we're just super compatible. And we're both... um, we both been refined a lot by the Lord. And so a lot of those hot buttons that people have in marriages that cause them to be, you know, struggle in their marriage, um, God dealt with those so that we really have had a great relationship. So, yeah, it is, it is kind of, it's like I was another person back in the days before Wes. <laughs> mm-hmm. But so worth it, right? I mean, I had the opportunity, as you know, along the way to get married to someone else. Mm-hmm. And, um, yeah, you helped me break some of those wrong, the, just just not right for me. And other people can see it, right? Other people know this is not good for you. But when you have that... Um, you have that lie-based pain going on. Sometimes you justify the most bizarre circumstances just because it comforts you. And so, mm-hmm. yeah, you helping me get those triggers out of there that I was, was causing me to hang on to someone that was not healthy for me was really <laughs> super light life-saving. I'm very grateful for that. <laughs> so is Wes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was such an honor to be a part of your wedding, to be able to, to, to co-officiate that. That was so awesome. Yeah. So yeah, looking yeah. back, right. But there are people that haven't had that moment yet, haven't had that connection. And so, right. John, what have been your struggles and like, where are you at now with, with that? How do you, and, and being a part of cross council, how has that shaped like even your perspective? Oh man. I mean, like, I guess just to start off, I was single for a long time. Um, like I did the, the online dating thing for a while. So like mm-hmm. there were dates, but like not a ton of relationships for a long time. Um, and I was definitely someone who, was very outspoken about um like when people would be like well that's just a god-shaped hole in your heart like you got you need jesus there and i me being a pastor's kid and being very frustrated i kind of combine those two things i'm like oh my god that is not true scripturally pre-sin adam was in the garden and he still was lonely he still needed companionship and he was in direct contact with god 
I reject yeah. that. <laughs> so, when people would say that, so when people would say that, you'd like to put a John-shaped hole in their head? <laughs> yeah, exactly. I'd like to put a – yeah, exactly. Like, don't ever come to me with these platitudes again, my guy. Right. <laughs> but um, I was very much like, you know, okay, um, that might be true for some people. And I know some people who are just not interested in that, you know, like a couple of people who are like, I don't want anything like a r- romantic relationship. God has not called me to raise a family, uh, blah, blah, blah. And that's great for them. Mm-hmm. I believe God's called them for that. That's not me. So yeah. um, mm-hmm. I was very much someone who was on like looking for um, a relationship. I desire to get married one day. I desire to be a father and have a bunch of kids and do that whole thing, be a good husband, all that. So, um, yeah, no, definitely feel the struggle of, um, I have felt that struggle of being single and like, I'm dating a lovely woman right now. So that is a lot less nowadays. So that's very cool. And that even our relationship was just God's provision, honestly. But, um, yeah, no, I guess. Yeah, I've felt that. I've seen a lot of people who have also felt that too, and they don't. Um, they're trying to be polite about it in the church, you know, like they say, they agree with the the platitudes of like, yeah, maybe it is a God shaped hole and blah, blah, blah. And, but you can like tell that they're like, no, nah, I want to get married. <laughs> like that's what they're thinking. Yeah. Right. So I think yeah. it's both though. You know, I really do think it's both. Um, mm-hmm. because what I found out, Steve, was, you know, even though I'd had how many sessions, you know, by the time before I met Wes, um, I I can remember not being able to let go of a relationship that was not right for me. It was clear. And they were a great person. It wasn't like I was dating an abuser or something. They mm-hmm. were a great person, but I just could not let go. And I tried several times and it just didn't stick. And I remember us doing a session and there was a God-shaped hole. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. And when the Lord filled that, that hook that was there, I mean, it was gone. I immediately called the person and said, you know, Mm -hmm. it's time for us to let go. Right. And Mm -hmm. so it is, it can be that, but it also at the same time, there is a deep longing right? Like you said, John, mm-hmm. you have, yeah. you have that and that's a real thing and people do have that. So I think it's mm-hmm. both, you know, no, we yeah, have, we do have brokenness and I'm just talking to people in general. We mm-hmm. do have brokenness and we also, most of us, I think have a desire to, to be married and have children. And so gosh, mm-hmm. Steve, sorting that out, you got any advice on that for people? <laughs> Well, there's so many different directions you can go, but there can be the, yeah, that, that's, bleh. how does it feel to think those questions are so helpful because people who are listening, who are single, maybe, maybe they have done the online thing and they just haven't found anybody. Okay. And and what's going on there? Is there something inside of them that's uh, pushing people away? Is there something inside of them that um, they don't believe that they really deserve anything good? And there could, there could be people who are trying mm-hmm. to follow Jesus who have also had this culture uh, permeate their thinking 
and I was talking to to a woman who um, is back in the dating scene or wanted to step back in the dating scene. And some of her friends, some who maybe claim to be Christ followers, would talk about how easily they would give themselves away sexually because, well, that's just what you do mm. in the 21st century. Mm. Yeah, that it's, so it's such sad. an antiquated no. Yeah, it's such an antiquated notion from the church. No, God wants you to be happy, so that's just mm. kind of what you have to do. And mm. and I think it can be helpful to to have at least even the left brain logical perspective of the more that you get healing and freedom in whatever areas those are, it's actually more beneficial mm-hmm. for you to narrow the field. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I, I, Absolutely. <laughs> right. And, and, and when the field was narrowed to a point where it was a guy like Wes is the only guy, the kind of guy that you're interested in. Wow. That it's actually a simpler choice. So, um, Very. It's what needs to happen inside of me that I would become a better spouse. How can I, and and not even from a weird. I, I don't know how you can avoid some of the motivational factors, but what needs to happen inside of me so that I would be a better spouse? But then there's there's all mm-hmm. sorts of grief and sadness and loss. There's guilt in some relationships that I mm-hmm. did this and I did this, so I don't deserve this, or maybe God is there's a consequence because of some of the choices I've made. I don't, I don't know if I could sort out that with, for anybody, you know, if, if God's made mm-hmm. certain things clear to people and, and they're at peace with it, even though it's hard, hard reality. Okay. But sometimes we put things on God that aren't really there and we punish ourselves in ways that aren't helpful. So mm-hmm. I'm trying to think of a way right, to explain those. this in a better. Mm-hmm. Go ahead, John. Mm-hmm. Oh, like, um, like those questions of like, yeah, no, I know God wants good things for me, but this is what I want the most. And why don't I have it? Like, does he actually mm-hmm. care? Blah, blah, blah. Like kind of mm-hmm. being like, okay. Um, it's as a man who finds a wife, finds a good thing. Uh, children are a blessing mm-hmm. from God. I have not found a good thing and I have not been blessed. Yeah. Am I living in sin? Um, am I not good enough for this thing? Why is so-and-so mm-hmm. over here? getting married to the love of his life uh, or her life or whatever. And I know for a fact that they're like, you know, promiscuous and not following Christ and, you know, like putting on a front for the church, that sort of thing. You know, like there's a lot of questions that, that bubble up mm-hmm. and it kind of, you know, like if it goes unaddressed, it just leads towards resentment towards God, mm-hmm. honestly. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm. Yeah. I think it's really important. And, and I was thinking this as you were talking, John, about mm-hmm. a friend that I know who's dating a guy and they fight all the time. Mm. And yet she's, she's told me, you know, I'm already 28. You know, God hasn't brought me the man yet. I don't like being alone. And so this is better than being alone. And there is some resentment there in her toward God. And, mm-hmm. but see, the thing is, we have to let God refine us, right? We mm-hmm. have to let him bring patience. What if the perfect person is six months away, you know, and there's no perfect person, but I mean the right no. match. What if they're six months away? What if you have to be 32 or 35 or 40 or whatever the age is before you meet this person? You know, do you depend on God's character? You know, and mm-hmm. I've had these conversations with my friend 
You know, you've got to know God's character, that he's good, and you've got to develop your trust in him. And we've actually done some sessions around her lack of trust and and her believing lies like um, he obviously doesn't care about me because just what you said, John, uh, I see all my friends around me getting Mm -hmm. married. He doesn't care about me. He obviously doesn't notice how much I'm hurting because I don't have a spouse, you know, Mm -hmm. and she's been getting some freedom on those things and getting some peace. And it's great because Mm -hmm. that actually, those things actually are preparing her to be a better spouse, even though it, you may not think it's directly related. It is. It's a dependence and trust in God that is being developed there. Um, so I really applaud her because, yeah, 28, gosh, at my age, 28 sounds so young. <laughs> but but um, to her, it, sound, it feels really old. She feels really old because she's 28 and most of her friends are married. So anyway, God really does have to be. Um, we really do have to know that he can be trusted and that mm-hmm. he has good plans for us, right? Right. That he knows us and he knows when is the perfect time. He knows who is the right person. He knows all that. So being single actually is a great opportunity for people to get those things established in their life so that they can be a good spouse and a good parent and just a good Christ follower, which is ultimately what we all want to be. Yeah. And like, and this was mostly my case, but I think it it's relevant. Um, I like definitely needed to be single for a long time to learn how to be okay with that, you know, and mm-hmm. to not, right. Not, like hate God or not that that's too strong of a word, but like resent God for not giving me a spouse. Like it wasn't until I got to a point where I was saying, you know what? God is still good. He's still on Mm -hmm. the throne. And even if it's not my plan, I'll be okay because God's got a plan. It wasn't until I was there and like kind of made peace with whatever was in my hands Mm. at the time before I, um, before God was like, all right, cool. This girl's named Amari. Go talk to her. (laughs) (laughs) But you know, like, uh, that kind of, and that's, again, that's not a formula. That's just what happened in my case. But Mm -hmm. getting to that point of like address, of of addressing that loneliness and like that frustration and like resolving that with God. Um, also, I think it changed my approach to, that whole process as well, just because mm-hmm. I wasn't looking for someone out of like desperation of like, yeah. dude, I'm in my thirties now. I got to hurry. I got to wrap this thing up. Mm-hmm. Um, right. But rather to be like, you know what? I'll let God lead me. And if I'm not into someone, I'm not into someone. And if I am, I am. So when I met Amari, it was like a very natural um, thing, you know, like it was a very mm-hmm. like, okay, cool. I like this person for who she is. Um, I'm going to pursue this for who she is, not because I want this status of having someone, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. yeah. And the what lesson the learned that God's, that God's dependable and that God's faithful and mm-hmm. that God's good, you know, you, 
that that actually is going to play out right in the rest of your life when you have kids and something goes wrong when you have this or that you know right mm -hmm. that that truth that he's put in you that's given you a stronger foundation is going to be a blessing to you for the mm -hmm. rest of your life so all the things that he does in us when we're single they actually are are blessings that help us forever Mm -hmm. Sorry, Steve, you were going to say something. No, I, I think, John, just to hit upon what you're saying again, too, I think that that cuts across a whole lot of different things, uh, not just uh, singleness, but no. to, to approach things if as if I, do, if I don't get the thing that my heart desires, how can mm -hmm. I be okay with that? Mm -hmm. Okay, right. so it's not just in relationships of, of married, you know, married relationships, but it's what if that person never apologizes, never asks for forgiveness. How can I be okay with that? What if that person never recognizes this, never does this, 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 or this? The Lord wants us to be at peace in every circumstance. And it's a, it's, it's incredible yes. what can happen when we mm -hmm. approach things from that sense of zero expectations on people and getting your heart to a place of freedom. Mm -hmm. Because then one, once... Mm -hmm. Once our hands are then empty, empty of expectation, then God's able to um, give us more responsibility in certain things. And that it's not a magic formula. If it's, well, if I get okay, if I come to yeah. a place of being okay with my singleness, then God's going to bring me a spouse. I'm, we're not saying that, but it's no, just, no a, I think it's a really, no. yeah, it's a really good perspective to say what's going to happen, you know, what needs to happen inside of me, regardless of circumstances. And ultimately, it's us being refined to the image of Christ, right? Mm -hmm. Ultimately, it's all about Jesus. It's all about us being closer to represent Him truly. And and whether we're married or not, or whatever our circumstances, that's that's the goal. That's where we're going. And that mm -hmm. and He's worthy of that. Heavens, He's worthy of our whole heart and a whole whole heart. So mm -hmm. that's, that's what we're aiming toward. And it just, this particular episode just centered around being single, but bottom line is always to be conformed to the image of Christ. That's, mm -hmm. that's our goal. Absolutely. This has been the Cross Council Podcast. Please remember to subscribe, rate, share with your friends, and look for us on social media. The world will become a much better place and Jesus will be seen in a much better light the more we are transformed by his truth and love. We'll see you next time, everybody.